AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories. God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity, you need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes, I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things, all things, all things. Okay, so I don't know if you guys are Bible scholars, but just in case you aren't, I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story. I'm probably going to jack it up. So you're going to need to become a Bible scholar to actually get it right. But there's a story in the Bible about two sisters, Martha and Mary. And Martha is serving Jesus. Jesus is in their home and she's doing all of these things around the house. But Mary is seated on the floor by Jesus. She's worshiping. She's connecting because she's in the presence of Jesus. Martha gets big She walks over to Jesus like, aren't you going to do something about this? She needs to be up. She needs to be helping. And Jesus is like, you know what? She has chosen the good thing, which cannot be taken away from her. In that moment, we learn a lot about taking matters into our own hands and showing up in a way that we think we should versus trusting what's happening in the moment may dictate a different version of who we are. It's no wonder that just moments later in the text, we see that Martha and Mary are dealing with the loss of their brother Lazarus and in this moment Martha again comes charging up to Jesus letting him know that had you been here their brother would not have died she's again at a crossroads where she's having to choose between taking matters in her own hand or just trusting God. Of course, many of us know that Jesus ultimately goes on to raise her brother from the dead. He comes back to life, not just resurrecting his life, but also resurrecting Martha's trust 
that even though things may not look the way that she anticipated, even though her hands may be frozen and there's nothing left for her to do, that when she's not working, that God still has options. Staying open to trusting God when life is pivoting, twisting, and turning on us can be quite the challenge. My husband and I were recently in a similar situation felt like our hands were tied, but we kept on trusting God, kept on moving, doing what we could with what was available to us and recognizing that when that thing we were praying for came through, it had nothing to do with us and everything to do with what God was doing behind the scenes. You're listening to this right now and maybe you feel that way. You're trying to stay open to trusting God, but you're also wondering, God, are you doing anything behind the scenes? How are you bringing things together? How are you making this work together for my good? Well, you are not alone. Did you hear that? You are not in it on your own. So many of us know what it's like to have to trust God while also making some moves or no moves and being sensitive from day to day to which type of day it's going to be. Is this a no move day or a some move day? That only happens through deep prayer and meditation and also receiving a word from unexpected places. That's exactly what's going to happen today. I believe that there is a word from an unexpected place that you're going to receive on today's podcast. Today joining me is Kirsten Bennett. She is a mother. She's a wife. She's an entrepreneur. She has an incredible story and her life has had some unexpected twists and turns. As a matter of fact, there was an unexpected twist and turn that almost convinced her to not do today's podcast, but she pushed through and she trusted God that she was going to be at the right space at the right time for her to be who she's called to be, but also for you to receive this word. So open your ears, open your heart. I believe God's got a word for you and I cannot delay any longer. Let's get into it. You're going to be blessed. Hey. Hi. How are you? (laughs) I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me. Of course. I feel like I should call you Little Miss Mind Your Business because like one thing (laughs) you do is stay off the radar. So I appreciate you. I try my best. What'd you say? Oh, you try your best? Yep, I do. Sometimes that's how you protect your peace. It's just minding your business. I'm right there in that right now, trusting God. Yes, in this very moment. <laughs> that is what I'm doing. Yes, in this very moment. Okay, so can you tell when you are at the intersection of like, I'm going to have to trust God versus I'm going to have to do something? Like, I feel like for me, I find myself in these moments in life where I'm like, I could take matters into my own hands or I could just see how things play out and trust God. Me and my husband actually just got out of a season where it's like, you know, we are trying to do everything that we know to do, but things are still right. like out of our control. How do you lean into those moments where literally trusting God is not the only option, but you know, it's the best option? Uh, well, I feel like the season that I'm in right now is really has, has called for me to do both. Um, mm-hmm. And I've been kind of acting on that, but I think that there's a point where you don't do anything and you just stand still. And that is, uh, that's important too. But I think when your peace and your, you know, your environment just depends on on what exactly is happening around you. I think, Mm. um, 
it is hard to decide when you do something and when you don't. But I think staying in an indecisive point for too long can also be really um, dangerous. So I just think that, you know, you have a knowing when God is telling you to move and you just have to act on that. And you can, that doesn't mean that, you know, you're losing hope. I think when I start to focus on myself too much and what my situation is, that's when I begin to despair, feel Mm. like I don't know where to go from there. So, um, my, my, when I look back at like, even just previous seasons, like when I was pregnant with my first daughter or just moments where I really felt despair was always me focusing too much on my situation versus, God and just trusting, even not knowing what the, like walking into the unknown and not knowing what that is. Um, not taking the focus off of myself always helps yeah. <laughs> in some way. Yeah. Um, I love what you were saying about sometimes you do have to do both. And uh, I love that because especially as Christians, sometimes we're like, I'm just going to trust God. And we allow that to leave us like immobilized where now we're not moving Mm. at all. But sometimes trusting God is in the move. It's in us making the decision and trusting that whatever the consequences are, whatever the emotions are connected with that decision, that God can see me through those moments. I feel like trusting God is saying, I'm taking my hope out of this outcome that I've been praying for. I'm taking my mm-hmm. hope away from the way I think things should be. And I'm placing my hope in God's ability to make all things work together. And so I'm going to make a decision so I can give God to work with. Sometimes God can't do anything because we haven't given God anything to work with because we've been in the same circumstance for so long. But it's like, God, I'm going to give you something to work with and it's going to make me vulnerable and it's going to be awkward and maybe it's going to be painful. But at the end yeah. of the day, God, I want to give you something material to to help me move with a hundred percent I agree with that um and without saying too much on that topic I just feel that God has me in that place Mm -hmm. and listening for every word that I hear is always like all right what you gonna do you gonna move and even just I'm in a transition space even with my kids I mean you have kids constantly your kids are transitioning so I have a three-year-old who is in part-time preschool and she's about to be um going to school full-time in the fall Mm -hmm. and that is new for me because I while I am a business owner I also have been a stay-at-home mom for almost seven years and well for seven years going on eight and now it's a time where I'm I feel um, the call from God to just do more Mm -hmm. and be able to be more available to what he's asking me to do. And so I'm going to have more time. And while I can pour that time into Bobby, which is uh, my business or, you know, working out or whatever it is, I think idle time is the devil's playground. And so I really just am like, okay, we're going to get eight hours, five days a week. What are we going to do with that time? So I'm really, that's what I've been leaning into and just my own identity because you can get lost in motherhood in a bit. And I feel like right now I'm really being called out of just this identity of, of not playing small, but in a way, like I'm, I feel called to more. And mm-hmm. so I'm trying to like lean into what, what does God want to use me for? And who does, who, what, what name does he call me, especially in this new season in my life? So that has been something I've been interestingly working through in therapy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so uh, funny because I feel like, a, I mean, and everyone says this and it sounds cliche, but like it really is true. I think that the beginning of purpose starts with our, with pinpointing our pain, even some of our more mm-hmm. initial pains. And so I'm intrigued by like, what is your story outside of like, 
who you're connected to. Like, I want to know like about who you were as a kid and like what it was like growing up. Like, I want to know more about you as a person. Sure. Yeah. So I was born in Houston, but um, raised in Chicago. Okay. Uh, My mom is from Houston, so we have a lot of roots there, but raised in Chicago on the north side um, and just always was involved in sports, played sports my whole life, played every sport you can think of, really clung to basketball. And I did that up until high school. And then I just had this like moment also just to backtrack, my, my parents were divorced, got Mm. divorced when I was seven. Um, and so that was something that I'm addressing now, I think, but it, it caused a lot of just craziness and dysfunction in my life that I didn't really realize until later. Um, but great parents saw both of them every other day. Um, and then in high school, yeah, I really just had this moment where I was super tomboy and then I got my braces off and I was like, Oh, like, hello. (laughs) I like, I like what I'm seeing here. And I really just, uh, I, I started modeling and I had this like other vision for my life. I didn't want to play basketball anymore. That was something that I felt not my dad was forcing onto me because I was good at it, but I just felt like I wanted to explore other gifts that I had. Um, and I also started talking to boys. And so I feel like in co- like going into college or I guess at the end of high school was where I would say was more of my lost period. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really just was like, I don't want to play basketball anymore, but that was something that really grounded me. And I ended up going to college for um, fashion merchandising and design And I went to like a few different colleges. Really, I was following my boyfriends, if I think back on it. Like I was, I had a boyfriend in Houston. I started in Houston. Then I went to DC. And then I just kind of had a moment where I was like, what am I doing? I need to come back home and like reground myself. And that's when I went to school and I finished with a bachelor's in psychology. Um, And that has been a passion of mine ever since college. I think I really... um, I'm still a psych nerd. I'm really fascinated by human behavior and how it connects to what we do and our trauma and all of that. And so I graduated with that. And then I ended up after college, still kind of lost, like I said, um, still just like not really grounded in the church. I grew up in church, liturgical dance, choir, like you name it, at church twice a week my whole life. And then when I had the option not to do that, I definitely acted on it. And I think it wasn't until I got pregnant with my first that I really come back to Christ in a substantial way and um, gave my life back to Christ, joined the church. And that came with ups and downs along the way, having a child at 24. And I remember your book, Don't Settle for Safe, was Mm -hmm. one of my like, uh, that book just means a lot to me. And yeah. And so after that time, I think now I'm still like, rediscovering who I am. And I think after I had Kensley, I definitely had um, a period where I, I I mean, the person who I was with at the time, we separated and I kind of had this single season that I think really helped me catapult me to my faith and ground me in where I am now. Um, And so from there, I like was celibate and I had this whole like vision for my life where I was just like, these are my standards and I'm not going to take anything less than that. And so from there, you know, we found each other again, got married and that has taken us on a journey. Um, But I think even now, like I feel the most hopeful now than I've been. And it's funny because when they first reached out to me about this, 
I wasn't in this place. And I was like, why are they asking me to do an episode about hope? And so it was funny. They were saying that it was going to be about parenting. And then when she she sent me the message again. She was like, oh no, we're still going to talk about hope. And I was like, okay, God really just wants to he- me to talk on how I feel right now and what, and what, you know, what he's doing in my life. And so I just think right now I'm in a place where I'm peeling back the layers of my effects of my childhood and how that's affected me, my brokenness and, and who I am rooted in God, but also who I am besides being a wife, besides being a mother, like who is Kirsten? Yeah. And how can I use my gifts to serve God? And so that's really like the firm place I am right now in my life. And Mm -hmm. I'm just really optimistic for the future. I don't know who this is for, but stay off Beyonce's internet self-diagnosing your symptoms and sis, stop hitting up your friends for medical opinions. They don't know. You won't find quality medical advice in your group chat, but you can on ZocDoc. With thousands of medical professionals to choose from, I bet you receive the expert care you need. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them and treat almost every condition under the sun. When I'm on the road and in need of a healthcare provider, I rely on ZocDoc as a trusted guide to connect me to the highest quality of care. And sis, they get me right every time. Millions of people use the ZocDoc app as a quick and easy way to book and keep track of their appointments. So go and check them out. Go to ZocDoc.com slash Woman Evolve and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's ZocDoc.com slash Woman Evolve. ZocDoc.com slash Woman Evolve. Now, most people refuse to peel back the layers of what's happened to them. They don't want to go back to the pain. They don't want to address the trauma because they think it will make them feel the opposite of hopeful. And yet you're Mm. telling me that you feel hopeful, even though you're undergoing this process. So what is it about going through this process, revisiting probably some painful memories, some complicated or buried experiences? How does that lead you to a place of hope? Truthfully, I can't, I can't take responsibility for the hope that mm-hmm. I have. I think in like when I first started to be like, okay, I don't want to spend my therapy talking about things that other people are doing to me. And when she would ask me questions about myself, I would deflect. And she would, she pointed that out to me. She's like, why do you keep deflecting? Like, whenever I ask you something about you specifically, you tell stories about other people. And I just really sat with that. And I was like, I'm obsessed with it now. I'm like, why am I like this? what what's wrong like yeah. i need to like address that and so that has been painful honestly mm-hmm. but i think the reason that i have hope is because i've been able to say or i've been able to be obedient i feel like i'm doing what god has asked me to do and that and that comes in a lot of different forms um but you know leaning into him being in a community with believers praying weekly with with you know sisters that i truly trust and like adore and and encourage me, um, not letting sin 
grieve or like distance my relationship with God. Like, of course, I'm I'm 30 at one. I like to go out and have fun. But I think in a season before this, I was really numbing and like mm. running from my pain. And so now I've just been sitting right in it. And that was very um, hard for a while. But I think right now I'm like, I think I'm starting to see the effects of when you actually just trust God instead of trusting your own circumstance. And that's not saying every day is easy and I don't cry and I don't have hard moments. But like I said, it's not my, (laughs) I'm not responsible for the hope that I have. I feel like it's just God's promise to me that if I do what he's asking of me, I will give you hope. It's a gift from the Holy Spirit. And so I feel like I'm just experiencing that and I'm really grateful for that. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I believe that journaling is a safe place for authentic self-discovery. No wonder years ago when I created a blog, I began to learn new things about myself. Writing and connecting with women was life-changing for me. The experience was heavy yet liberating. It opened me up to a world of opportunity. Getting to know our true selves takes time as we're constantly evolving. I've personally found therapy to be an effective tool for deepening the relationship I have with myself. Therapy can benefit anyone. It unlocks authenticity and empowers individuals to be the best version of themselves. If you're interested in starting online therapy, choose BetterHelp. As the world's largest counseling service, it will deliver the quality of care you deserve. Simply fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist today. And yes, you can switch therapists at no additional charge in hopes of finding the right fit. Sis, support is just a click away. Way. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Evolve today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Evolve. When you said that about numbing, I totally resonated with that. And I think part of the reason why, no matter how painful it is to peel back you know, the layers of our past and the layers of our identity that's made us who we are. The reason why we do it is because it allows us to feel again. And it only takes Mm. the undoing to really recognize how much we have become like almost robots or machines or disconnected from what it means to like really live from our soul and to live fully and vibrantly alive. And so, yes, it is painful, but then joy is that much more joyful because you allowed yourself to experience that pain. And I think that's part of the hope that we receive when we begin to go to therapy, when we begin to lay our lives out before the Lord is like, God, I want to come fully alive so that I can bring all of my strength, creativity, and innovation into whatever it is that you have for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think also, I just, I'm so, what's the word? I must be anointed. I don't know, but I get so convicted. Like when I do things that, and I'm not going to talk in in hyperbole. I'm just like, if I go out and get drunk and and I black out the next day, I'm literally depressed. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I think I feel that so deeply because I know that God has a higher calling for me. And so Mm -hmm. it's just like, not to say that those aren't things that end up happening. Sometimes I feel like if when I'm, when I'm too, too like, focused on the fun part or the pleasures part of life and not to say that you can't have fun and enjoy life. That's not what I'm saying, but I think you understand what I mean of just like certain things 
grieve the Holy Spirit and you feel that deep inside of you if you're, you know, if your convictions are just strong and I have really strong convictions. And so uh, I think it's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> you know, for real, because then you can't do nothing. It's like, then you're like, dang, like y'all over there doing this. Having a good old jolly day, time. Like, right. And then, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's really a good thing, but I, I do still like to go out and dance every now and then. <laughs> Have you noticed how your own healing journey has affected how you're parenting and how you view your children's story? Yeah, it's it's almost obsessive Mm. because I'm constantly in therapy like, oh, my goodness. Like I just my my daughters, they're four years apart, but they're both girls Uh and they're in a very unique period where there's just a lot of like just, they just fight a lot sometimes. And it's really the older one remembering when it was just her and Mm. she's just, she's a little, they're both Virgos. I know like we're not talking about astrology here, but I'm Mm. saying like they're, she's very um, meticulous and she wants things done a certain way. And so sometimes when things don't go the way that she wants, it gets, she gets really upset. And so I just, parenting her is different than parenting my three-year-old, but also if my three-year-old is like slapping her in the face, it's like, that's also what three-year-olds do, but she feels so deeply that it's like, it's like a combustion constantly. And I, and I will talk to my therapist about it, just how I'm really hard on myself when it comes to my parenting. Cause I'm like, I don't want my children to have to heal for me. I don't want them to be, you know, I don't want to cause them harm, but I also am human and I get irritated and I yell sometimes, or I, you know, might not say all the right things. And that like, is something that I, I always come back and apologize, but I feel like I am a little bit obsessive about it. And she's always telling me like, you need to have more grace with yourself because you are a great mom. And I'm, I'm like, I know, but I think I can be better. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I, I think my healing for sure is, is I pray going to affect them in a positive way. And I think that just both of my parents have abandonment issues. They never knew their dads and just deep rooted stuff that they've never really addressed. And I think, um, I do feel a weight to break generational cycles in my family and I know I'm going to. And so I think that that is like, it's only a positive thing. My healing will affect them in a positive way. And they're definitely my why, because they're two little girls. They're going to grow up and go through the world a lot similarly than me. And they are growing up way different than I grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so Yeah. When we talk about breaking way to answer your question, no, it was a perfect way because I think that everyone, if we're honest, recognize areas of our lives where there are generational curses, generational patterns that we want to break. And I think our hope is like we want to break it instantly, like we want to snap it in half like a chopstick. But I think sometimes like breaking a generational curse is like sawing a tree down and it's like action by action, decision by decision, so much so that you don't realize when it's about to break because you're so busy trying to just keep sawing at it. And so when you think about generational patterns that you want to see stop in your lifetime and never show up in your daughter's lifetime, what are some of those things that you're trusting God to break? (sighs) That's a good question. I guess I feel like it's like, it's, it's more of a, um, this is something that I learned about myself. When I was going through premarital counseling, I, I learned that my family was extremely disconnected mm. versus my spouse. And so what that means was growing up when I was in high school and um, just before that, 
I think just because of our relationship with our stepdad or our proximity to our dad at the time, we, me and my sister were always a constant and we weren't always with our parents. And so at dinner time, throughout high school, middle school, when I think about it, we did it. And my mom also worked a lot. So like we didn't eat dinner every, every day together. We didn't spend a lot of time together. And so during those pivotal years of our lives, we kind of were disconnected from our parents in the way that you want to kind of feel like, I didn't feel like I can go to my mom about sex or about any of the topics that I probably would saved me a lot of years of like my own trauma. You know, I felt like I was either going to try to hide it and do something wrong, or I just couldn't talk to her about it. Or, you know, the people I was getting advice from were probably my age and not someone who could really. And so I think I definitely want to break and that is a sense of abandonment, not that they did it on purpose, right. but I definitely want my kids to feel connected to me and feel like they can come to me with anything and without judgment, without shame. And that is really, I think, difficult to navigate because you just, you know, so many things that could happen. And you want the best for your kids, but I th- I'm really leaning into like, how do you keep a bond with your kids and, and stay connected to them so that they feel open to talk to you about things, even if you might not agree with everything that they do or want to do. Um, so pray for me in that yeah. realm. Cause I think the world that we live in and just high school, just the word high school just terrifies me <laughs> because I know what I was doing in high school that my parents had no idea of. And I'm just like that for me, I think I definitely want to break the abandonment that has gone in my family and, and whether it was knowingly or unknowingly, I, I just, um, I don't want my kids to ever feel abandoned. So that's one big one. I know all about that high school word being scary. My 13 year old starts high school next year and I am going to be praying for you because I'm going to be praying for me. So I'm going to just grab you (laughs) and bring you into that prayer closet. I need tips. (laughs) Yeah. Like anything that you have, I will receive because I can relate that. to you have a daughter, being, right? I, I mean, do. I know you have multiple kids. I have, we do have multiple. So we're a blended family. We've got four girls and two boys. And mm-hmm. I kind of came in at the latter part of our oldest daughter's teen years. And so my 13 year old has got me starting from scratch. And it's been very interesting. And definitely okay. me trusting God, definitely like you, trying to keep lines of communication open. How do we stay bonded, right. especially with such like a busy schedule and trying to make sure that I'm present because I want to make sure that my kids kids feel supported and that they have an opportunity to really lean in whenever they need something from me. But it is um, something that it makes me nervous, but I try not to project my fears onto them. And so mm. far, she shares a lot of things with me that I would have never shared with my mother, like ever. Right. So I, I think we're doing so okay doing there. Right. I yeah. think so. That's what I told um, someone. I'm either really messing it up or we're doing really good. We don't know. <laughs> or Just, you're right on track. Right. <laughs> we'll give it 10 years and see. I think part of reversing my own abandonment issues, though, has come with like me being present for myself and like advocating for mm-hmm. myself and using using my words. And I think in many ways that has required me to trust God because I have feared that in showing up for myself, that it would change the way that I've shown up for other people. I don't know if you're like me, if you've had abandonment issues and you work super hard to make sure you're there for other people, but not as hard to make sure you're there for yourself. And so in trying to reverse that, I've recognized that like I have to show up for myself first. And that show comes with me saying what has affected me. That comes with me making space for my own dreams and my own thoughts in the midst of the yeah. world that I live in. And so I'm curious, Kirsten, like what are some ways that you're showing up for yourself right now? 
or need to show um, up for yourself? Well, let, let me say, start off by saying I'm actually the opposite. Like I'm not a people pleaser at all. Really? I really love the word no. Like if it's something that I feel like is just going to be over my capacity and that's probably a fault of mine because I'm like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. And so mm. I don't know how that helps my abandonment issues, but <laughs> I just think for me, Boundaries was one of the one of the books that I read. And I think this is also how I've been my whole life. Boundaries is just like a thing that I cherish and I know that it helps me to be a better version of myself. So I think in this season of life, I definitely find time to pour into myself. Um, a lot of that comes with spending time with people who I um, admire and I, and I feel like add value to my life. Um, exercising is something that gives me really great joy just because I have an athletic background. Um, spending time in the nature, walking outside, getting massages if I need to. Like I'm a very wellness like gal for yes. sure. But um, I think doing also hard work of like like therapy is sometimes I don't feel like doing it. I'm an isolator and I can be a very avoidant sometimes. And so I just don't feel like talking about things that are hard sometimes. And so showing up for myself does look like talking through a lot of my issues in, um, in therapy and yeah, that's all of those things combined and going to church, like just doing things that I know are gonna, are going to bring me joy. I feel like, um, podcasting. I listen to your podcast. I listen to uh, one online all the time. I come there whenever I'm in LA. Like I just, I have a lot of things that I enjoy doing that I take time to do when my kids aren't with me or even if they are. So yeah, I've been, I've been definitely pouring into self-care a lot this season. Okay. Well, we need your boundary spirit to just like leap over on us. But I was going to ask <laughs> you, like, if you are really good at boundaries, does that mean like part of your work is like not being so regimented with your boundaries? Like, does that mean vulnerability and opening up and letting people in? It's like, that's yeah. part that because you, I mean, you don't, I don't, I haven't seen you do a lot of interviews. So is this even part of you being like, girl, let me go ahead and be open, get it on this is, podcast. You know, and even just here today out of all days yes. that I could do a podcast. I'm just like, Lord, you are so funny. You really are. <laughs> um, and it is scary. It's scary to open up and, um, but it's also necessary. Like I know that my story and a lot of things that I didn't even get to mention today that I feel like just are better left unsaid right now. Like I feel like that is something that will bless people and is, and, and God is bringing me through a lot of my experiences so, so that I can have a testimony. And so I do need to be more open in that space. Um, and I'm working on that and shout out to China because this is not the first time that she's emailed me. She and told I feel me. like every she time she does, I'm like, <laughs> not right now. Um, and so, yeah, like I'm really proud of myself for following through with this and mm. like, just, just doing it, doing, just, just do it. Like, that's what I'm trying to do. Like fear has paralyzed me a lot mm. um, in my younger life. And like when I was kind of, not my younger life, I think that's still something that is, but trying to like do it scared is like what I've been working on lately. So yes, you're, you're spot on with that. Yeah, for sure. we, you know, we didn't know whether or not today was going to go down. And so I was like, you know, whatever <laughs> space, whatever you need to process. I was like, I am doing this podcast. What? I don't care. Okay. So, okay. So I have to like, what made you 
say like, no, I'm going to continue down this path. Like, cause I feel like this is an act of resistance against fear, against anxiety, but you buckled down and decided that I'm going to do it. Like, what are you proving to yourself? What are you proving to your doubt or insecurity by showing up anyway? Um, I think that like life is just full of like storms and ups and downs. And that doesn't mean like that doesn't change where my foundation is and and where it comes from. And I feel like that's what I'm here to ultimately I'm I'm here to, to give God glory. And if that's not what I'm doing with this, then I don't there's nothing for me to talk about. Like, I just feel like that was really what I was grounding myself in before I decided to do this. And it was never even something that crossed my mind. Like, I just thought it was like, God is funny. Like even before this, there are things that are happening that nobody knows about. And so Mm -hmm. I feel like the fact that it happened to be this way, like I was like, yeah, I'm still going to do it. And I'm going to do it because he's my foundation and he's my grounding point. And I'm just unmovable in that place right now. And Mm -hmm. so I think that's really what gave me the courage to just, follow through with it. And I can't keep telling China, I'm not going to be on podcast. <laughs> like, I was like, I've done that too many times. So China been and showed up at the door through. like, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> right. I was like, nope, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Didn't you say you wanted to read more this year? Listen, I'm not minding your business, just holding you accountable. But sis, I get it. Adulting is raggedy and life barely gives us enough time to pick a book, let alone read it. But since y'all are my homegirls, I've done the prep work. Now all you have to do is pull up on the Woman Evolve Book Club. There are two ways to join. With the Woman Evolve Book Club membership, you'll receive a monthly book box that includes your book and a special gift. With the digital content membership it's giving bring your own book in any format audio digital hard copy and come kick it with us both memberships include digital reading guides reflection prompts a custom playlist and access to an exclusive facebook group need i say more sign up at womanevolvebookclub.com by may 10th to receive june's book as a loyal listener you can save five dollars off your first monthly subscription by using promo code READ. That's R-E-A-D. I'm excited to have you join us on this journey and we'll be looking for you in our Facebook community. What woman has been most influential in your life as it relates to you um, living out your faith in a way that feels authentic to who you are? Hmm. You are definitely high up there on that no, list. No, don't pick me. Like, I don't know you. I don't. I'm not gonna just. I'm not. I'm just gonna say okay. like you know. Thank you're you. someone who's like. I'm just meeting you for the first time, so you're you're definitely was an influence in my life. Um, I would say my stepmom. Mm. Um, she's definitely the closest person to me who I can come to about anything, and she's in my family and, um she's always grounded me in my faith and told me God has an anointing on your life. And I'm like, okay, like, but listen to what I'm talking about. Listen, I'm going through, you know, and she's just always pulling me to go deeper. Like, so I would say for sure. um, She's someone who is just a faith filled woman who I really look up to. Um, And yeah, I have, I have two, two friends right now. One is named Danielle and Jessica who have just been pouring into me and we've been just 
pray, we have a group chat called praying and sweating because we'll <laughs> be praying and we're sweating. And that is just like what we've been doing for the past, I don't even know, two months. And I look up to them. So shout out to them. They're amazing woman, women, daughters, wives, mothers. Uh, yeah. Uh, how long has your stepmom been in your life? Um, since I was like 11. Wow. Or 12. And it wasn't always like this. Like mm-hmm. I gave her a good old time back then. <laughs> and I think it definitely was me coming into my own faith for myself. Um, and, you know, navigating life and becoming a mom and a wife that really like, I could always come to her and, and feel like she was going to counsel me in the way of, of way of God, which is all I need at this point. And so, um, not all I need, but you know, that's, yeah. that's the only type of advice I'm willing to accept at this point. And so, yeah, she's been in my life for a long time. I don't know how old am I, 31? So maybe 20 years. Wow. Yeah. yeah. You know, I have bonus kids, so I'm always intrigued by how the step-parent relationship blossoms and becomes a part of someone's core identity. Yeah, it does. And it both of my step-parents, I gave them a hard time let's just say when I was younger. So I definitely have compassion for that role and it is not easy. Um, but I think that it can be fruitful if, if healthy. Um, yeah. What is one thing that you hope that your stepmother knows about the impact that she's had on your life? Hmm. That it's been positive that she's, she's been a light. She's been, someone who I can, you know, see God in just very clearly. And more than that, she's like a boss. She's like a super exec. And she just, she makes, she does a lot of things and she's very like, what's the word? She's very hospitable. Mm. That is something that I would love to be more of because I love for people to come over, but I also love for people to go home. And so I'm like, (laughs) she's a very hospitable person. I guess that's not the, the thing that I want her to know, but I just think that even if I didn't, even if I denied it, I've always seen her as a light and I've mm. always seen God shining through her. And so I appreciate her obedience. Um, yeah. And That's finding my dad, of course. Right. <laughs> or him finding her, I should say. That's good. That's that's it. That's the whole podcast right there. I love what I you said it. about your step. You did it. You did it. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Thank you. I appreciate your time and your vulnerability and transparency. Thank you. I'm honestly so honored to be here. And it's nice to finally meet you in this very, very ordained space. So um, thank you for having me. Hopefully we get to meet in person soon. But just so you know that there are some people when they see things and read things that they leave comments and then other people pray things through. And so we just want you to know we're lifting you guys up constantly for the things we see and don't see. We got you covered. Thank you so much. That means a lot. Okay. Take care. Okay. Bye. Kirsten, I so enjoyed getting to know more about you and your journey. Thank you so much for sharing space with us, for allowing us to see what is happening behind your beautiful smile and your beautiful face. There's also a beautiful soul there that I cannot wait for the world to get to know more and more about. Your passion for youth and mental wellness and community is going to resonate with so many women, but I think what will resonate 
resonate the most is right now the passion that you have for really showing up as all of who God has called you to be. So we're sending you much prayer, much love, and much grace for you on this journey. One thing I know for sure is that not only has God entrusted you with it all, but his hand is in it all. I hope that this podcast blessed you the way that it blessed me. We've got so many incredible stories, so many incredible women who have inspiration to help you continue to evolve. They're going to meet you right where you are, maybe even show you where you once were, and then inspire you to keep growing, keep evolving, and to keep becoming all of who God had in mind when he formed you in your mother's womb. I can't wait to see how we grow together next week. Chat soon. like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now, this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.